The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. This is Intentional Foul with Josh and Dan. It's happening. Back and for another week. Just going to keep saying that until we're not back. We'll be back for a while. I hope. Until somebody puts the kibosh on it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, man, I mean, I know we have started with the Brewers lately, but. We can start with your boys if no, you want to. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. It's just that I I don't know that I'm prepared for this. I wasn't as heavily invested back in 2011 because I just didn't think that they would go as far or any further than they did. Now I'm kind of doing the whole why not us kind of thing. And that's that's a heavy investment. And I'm sure most fans do that that are diehards. It's not normal for me, and it's uncomfortable. And I know you're laughing at me. I am laughing at you. you Got to ride the but wave, that's, man. That's that's, that's the whole point. It's the whole point. I, I mean, you've seen the day, you've the... seen the Packers win a, win two Super Bowls in your oh, life. Those I were mean... not not comfortable for me at all. Well, '98 was not. That was fine because I wasn't as. I didn't think as much as I do now. I didn't feel as much. Like the the most recent one against the Steelers, that was that was edge of my seat every single play. And I wanted that and I wanted it badly. And I I think I want the Brewers to do better in their situation way more than I ever wanted the Packers to do yeah. in their two Super Bowls. Well, I think I think just by the nature of the sport, I think baseball is just more difficult to win, especially because, you know, unlike the NFL, uh, in baseball and basketball, market size matters. Um, yes. You know, in football, Green Bay can be the smallest market. It doesn't matter. You can you can have the best player. You know, the Milwaukee, the Bucks, you know, are lucky enough to have Giannis for now. We'll see what you know. Just we'll gonna, see a couple years down the road, yep. but. You know, it's hard for a team like the Brewers to ever truly have the best player. You know, that's why it's it was so cool when they got Braun and Fielder, and it's very cool how they have Yelich now. Um, you know, I don't think anybody would tell you that Yelich is the best player in baseball. He no. has been this year, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's still certainly going to be behind guys like Bryce uh, Harper, Mike Trout, you know, people like that. But um, I don't know, man. It's It's fun. You know, I was. Uh, you were at the. You, I was you, at game. My, one my, of the games. Yeah, my parents went to game one, and yep. uh, I went to game two. And um, it's a it's a different atmosphere in the playoffs, man. It's it, you know everybody's on their feet for every two strike count, and and uh, the, there's a lot of tension in the building. That's what I was going to ask. Is it seemed like it's just very. You know, is is it your gorilla monsoon? You can cut the tension with a knife. In certain situations, for sure. You know, uh, there was a situation in Game Two where um, Chassin, I think he went, I think he went five, and and Knable came in, and uh, 
I think it was maybe Soria couldn't couldn't quite finish off the seventh, and they had a couple guys on, and uh, they brought Hater in, and he he ended up only throwing two pitches, and he got a line out. But it was like that was a moment in the game where it was like, okay, well, if we get out of this, pretty good chance that you know they're going to close the game out. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. There's no question about that. The beer was flowing. The peanuts were <laughs> the peanuts were getting cracked. And uh, yeah, we had, we had a good time. That's how you watch a game, huh? For sure. Pe- I, I I ate an entire. I couldn't even hardly feel my tongue when the game was over. I had an entire bag of peanuts <laughs> during the game. Me, me and my me and V Vanderhigh taste buds just oh, disappeared. Exploded. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it was fun, man. Um, That's great. You know that was the uh, that was the game that it was the first game of the series that Kratz played, mm-hmm. and he came up with a with a couple big hits. And Ernan Perez starting for Arcia in Game Two had a couple of nice doubles, and Mustakis is uh, he's been I, I wouldn't say he's hot, no, but, but he's come up with some clutch, clutch moments. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to say that the veteran presence for guys that have been there in those situations, keeping their cool, knowing what to do, knowing what approach they want to take. I mean, that guy's delivered a couple of times here against the Rockies. So you just kind of wonder if you can carry that over um, to the Dodgers because those are the those that you don't need a team full of those guys necessarily. But I think that goes a long way in showing what the other guys what a playoff mentality really is. No question. And, um, you know, him and Kane both and and Braun, you know, those guys have been there. Uh, you know, they, they were able to sweep the Rockies uh, with, with Lorenzo Kane. I believe he had one hit in the series. Yeah, he did. Um, and he, he just looked off a lot of early in the count swings, yep. a lot of pop-ups. A lot of pop-ups. Um, so, you know, it, look, it's baseball. Those <laughs> That happens. But um, it was very evident that when they were getting him out, um, after the first game when Yelich popped that two-run homer, he didn't really get anything to hit the rest of the series. They were going to make, uh, you know, Braun, Aguiar, Perez, Mustakis, Shaw, those were the guys that they were going to make um, get the hits. And, and fortunately, they, they didn't get a ton of them, but they got enough of them in, in, the, in the crucial moments to win. I'm happy for Kratz. He's had a couple of uh, Very cool. articles and columns printed on him just at his age and, you know, people calling him the... Um, the Crash Davis now to make it to the show after all these years toiling in the minors and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he and he's delivered for him. My question to you, and I know you put this in the notes, and I was going to ask you about it beforehand because you weren't a big fan of the approach in that first critical series against the Cardinals in the last week of the season with the bullpen game. Well, I knew, but now it that worked, and they got a win. They did it again against the Rockies, and it worked. So I guess, is have you come over a little bit? Do you not mind that? Do you think there's a future in that? Because Euchre said it during one of the broadcasts. He said he thinks you are looking at the future of pitching. It's Nobody's classified as a starter. Nobody's classified as a reliever. What do you do? I pitch. That's it. I don't, well, and I don't know if I go. We'll, we'll go that far, but, I mean, are you... Where, well, where, where are you at with let that? Let me let me clarify first, and I probably should have done it last week, so now it doesn't sound like I'm I'm hopping on the bandwagon. <laughs> I was never like anti the approach that they're doing. I, I was telling my neighbor we were talking about it yesterday. It's just different. Yeah, it's just you know it's 
it's something that we've really never seen before. So until it works, I it's, think you're, I it's think unproven. it's, it's it, you, you have every right to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's worked well. It worked to perfection in game one. Um, I mean, the Rockies scored two runs in in what was it twenty eight twenty eight innings. innings. I mean that, uh, and they scored in with, one inning. Yeah, that's and, it. and with that lineup and and playing a game in Coors Field, that's very shocking. Um, you know, whether it's the future of pitching or not, I don't know. I think that depends on the team. I mean, you know, you look at a team like the, like the Dodgers. Well, they have Clayton Kershaw, and if Clayton Kershaw can go seven or eight innings, he's Clayton Kershaw's going seven or eight. You're not going to say I'm limiting you to two and a half Houston's, or two and yeah, two thirds. Houston's or got Verlander and yeah. Cole. I mean, Boston's got um, no, Sale and Porcello. You so, have established guys that you yes. want to make sure the ball is in their hands as long it, as they can keep it. It's going. like in basketball. Everybody would love to play like the Warriors, but if you don't have Curry, Thompson, and Durant, you can't play like they play. And the Brewers are fortunate that they have uh, a Knable, Soria, Hader, and Jeffress at the back. Nobody really has that, so it's working. It's working like a charm right now. So, and that my follow up would then be: Are people a fan of it until it doesn't work? Well, that's a bad idea, and then everybody all of a sudden jumps off, and we're going to need more. You know, proof that this is a good Probably. idea, and that, because now it becomes a little more timely. Probably, um, but you know, you, you can always go hindsight twenty twenty on this kind of stuff. But this is the way they've played all year. They won ninety five games doing it. They won the division. They swept the DS. This is who they are. This is what they do. So if you know, if you're going to second guess council in the middle of October, hmm. you know, I hope you were second guessing them in April, right? You know, because it's just it's not real fair to do that. And I know that's that's the world we live in, you know, with Twitter and, and, and ESPN yeah. and all this stuff and all the talking heads. But um I don't know. Well I, I still think that in order to win these long series, you have to get some form of stable starting pitching to get you to the point. You know, I mean, that first game was a little worrisome because they burned so many arms. Yep. And then when Jeffress gave the lead up, it was kind of oh. like, well, did well, we just do all this for well, nothing? Well, who do we go to now? Right. Because I think they said it was going to be Gio yes. Gonzalez they, that see, was going to come in. That's what I thought. And then he didn't come in. Right. So, you know, it's It's just going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of matchup um, stat heavy. You know, Matt Kemp has a has this average versus geo type thing. And if it's the eighth inning and you got to get it out, you might see a starter come in for an inning or two batters or something. Um, the good it's, thing it's, is just, about it's that, just so different. A good thing is about that. If you use the bullpen, there are built in rest days. Yeah. For so sure. you, so you can give guys a day off without, giving him a day off on a game day. And I think that's kind of like what they were, what Houston was doing last year. You know, they kind of figured it out that, you know, we don't, we, when Verlander pitches, he, he's the horse, he's going to go. But anybody else, they get in trouble because we don't play tomorrow. We, we can, can use all these guys and yep. give them a day off because mm-hmm. even if they come in, they're throwing 18 pitches. Right. You know, taking care of a couple of batters and, and, and getting out exactly. of Exactly. So are you, are you, how are you at confidence wise coming in here? I mean, you know, it still seems like foreign territory to me to consider. The Brewers, the number one seed, winning the most games in the National League, but at the same time, I I'm not sure that my confidence level is with the number one seed because this is and you had pointed out when we talked, 
even though they might be considered the favorite by way of their seed, the Dodgers aren't exactly a slouch team. I mean, you're down to the final four now. Right, right. No, I mean, the Dodgers The Dodgers lost in uh, the World Series last year. And then they retooled and traded for Manny Machado, who's one of the, I don't know, six, eight best players in baseball. Um, so the Brewers are going to have their hands full. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, I... You're, they're going to throw Kershaw at the at us in in game one. Um, I saw today. Uh, Hard Court tweeted, Chassin threw his regular saw bullpen, yep. so they're assuming that he's going to start game put one. Put him nothing, on track, right? Nothing official, and that would make sense. I think that if you're the Brewers, um, you know, you you at worst you have to split the first two because then three, four, and five are going to be out in L.A. Um, but you got to get one of those first two so you can. Pretty much, I, I have a hard time seeing them going out and losing all three in LA. So if you can get one of the first two and get it back to Milwaukee, you get you got a shot. Do you um, think this current format? I don't know when they changed it to this because didn't I mean didn't it be wasn't it two two one one one? Yes. Until they changed it now to two three two. Yes. Does this format? And I just didn't think about it until today. It seems like it really favors the the lower seed if you can scratch one in the opening two games no because now you get a longer stand and I I just don't know yeah I mean well they this is the way when when we were kids the NBA used to be two two one 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 in the finals okay and then the Celtics and the Lakers started playing every year <laughs> they didn't want to go back and they didn't that that yeah. that com, it was you know complete Full. continental cross-country flight right. so they changed it to two three two and what was what started happening was you would see that they would split the first two games and then you go to you know the the lower record team and the series would never come back right so it's definitely an advantage for la that that's why if you throw Kershaw in game one and win, now the Brewers have to win four of six, three of which are in L.A. in a row. Right. So game two now becomes really the game of the series because if you go down 0-2 and you got to go play three on the road, you're done. So I guess to me, being the higher seed, there's almost more pressure on you to win both games while you can at, at your at your home arena, home stadium, whatever, and, and whatever sport we're talking about, mm-hmm. that they have this format. Because, like you said, you might not come back. I don't really necessarily think that home field advantage matters that much in baseball. Okay. I think the park itself and how your team is built. You mean like schematics-wise and where the ball flies? Yankees have a short porch in right field, so you load up on lefties type of deal. But, like, you know, every stadium's loud. I mean, every every home game, all the fans are going to cheer in the big spots. It's, right. That's not really that big of a I don't deal. Think noise factors in anymore at this point. I don't think if the if it goes to a game seven that the Dodgers are going to be nervous about playing at Miller Park. Um, I don't think that's a huge deal. It, I'm sure it's comfortable to you know sleep in your own bed if you're the home team and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know how much that home field matters. I've never stayed at the Fister, but I can imagine those accommodations aren't terrible either. Is that the one that's haunted? That's what I hear. There's one of them downtown that I can't. I don't know if it's the one that NBA players stay at, I think or if it's, almost everybody okay, stays maybe there. Maybe it one, is the Fister. One, one they, I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I'm it is. Sure, I'll All have right. to ask Beggs. He stayed there this year sometime. Well, if anybody needs a good haunting, it's Mr. Beggs. Tim Beggs. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the other uh, the other uh, final. 
the Astros and the Red Sox. And I know Michael is, I'm not going to say he's giddy because he's a Boston guy, but I think well, he's glad that they're back. But Two yeah. best teams all year. Yeah, right? Two best teams so all year. What it is. And uh, this, is, that, is anybody who gets through in the National League going to be favored against either of those teams? I would be surprised. That's what I'm thinking. I would be surprised. Um, you know, real good pitching staffs, real good lineups. I mean, you know, Astros defending champs. Houston um, have the better. They have they have the better arms. I would say so. Yeah, but yeah. and it seems. I mean, you know, you got George Springer again, Mister Postseason, clocking a couple of homers in in that clincher. It's like that's some guys just they can turn it on. Mm-hmm. When that post and you did, there's it's inexplicable. It's a weird thing. There's no question. I mean, I, I haven't, I, you know, I don't watch a ton of American League baseball because you know we don't. A lot of it's not on unless and, it's interleague. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and the Brewers didn't play either of these teams this year. Um, I watched a good amount of the Red Sox Yankees series and uh, the Sox were very impressive. Um, you know, when they get going, they're they're one of those teams that. You know they're very good, so they'll just you know they'll beat you five to two, six to two, you know four to three, whatever. But they also will beat you sixteen to one, like they did in Game Three against the Yankees, where it pretty much just turns into batting practice and it's merry-go-round the bases. <laughs> and you know Boone is walking to the pitcher's mound every third guy because he can't find a pitcher that can get anybody out. Right. So this could be one of those ones where. On one hand, I wouldn't be shocked if you had some really low, you know, if, when Sale and Verlander go in game one. That might be a two-to-one game. But there's other games. They, we might see some nine-to-eight games in that series. It's. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. i be watching that, obviously, with... Just get your paper bag. Just kind of with curiosity. Seriously, <laughs> I don't know how many different animated the, GIFs I can send you're, you. You're, uh, you texting me... Last Thursday night was it? No, yeah, Thursday, yeah, Thursday. night. It was, game, uh, it was game, game one, one. when Jeffers gave up those runs oh. in the night. I should have saved those. They were they were pretty precious. You were you were stressing. I could tell. Had the uh, the clip of Sheldon breathing into the paper bag, and then uh, a movie very few people have seen from Wanted, where the guy has like an anxiety disorder. And he's fanning himself with a piece of paper, and his face is just beat red, and he's breathing heavily. Uh. That's that. That's basically what I felt. I mean, I'm I'm in my chair just looking at the TV, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" Like, and then my phone goes. I'm like, I know it's Dan because I mean, you and I, yep. we were the only ones texting. I, I was the only person, um, or you were the only person I was texting with at that point, but. Well, what do now you got? I don't know whether I can even handle that. Well, what's your prediction? Best... Give me. Let, we got We got to give our predictions here for the series. What, what Every do you got? time I seem to pick with my favorite team, the team that I root for, something goes terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And again, I I just don't feel confident in picking. So I guess I'm just gonna go reverse juju and pick the Dodgers. And I, I think I many? have to. How many games? Six, I think, like you said, I think it might go back out there and not come back. Okay. And it's not obviously what I want to happen, but I'm just scared. And even if they get to the World Series, I'll probably be the same wreck that I won't pick them. But I, I just hope they keep proving me wrong because I'm fine being wrong if it means championship. What do you got in the AL? Man, it's hard to bet against Houston, but at the same time, Boston has been just... So I feel like the Astros, and maybe it's where... We reside, and because we don't see a lot of American League ball between the White Sox and the Twins, and that's pretty much it. Um, I feel like Houston quietly won a lot of games mm-hmm. this year because 
they were expected to. You know what I mean? Sure, like sure. nobody was surprised. Right. And they're not in a huge market like out east or out west where all the media coverage is on both coasts. So people just kind of largely, okay, yeah. But then when they get here, everybody goes, wow, they're good. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, they've been doing that all year. For sure. Um, but I think it's I think if it's pitching is what it's a premium. I think Houston has it, and I think that's what wins. So you're going rematch from last year, Dodgers Astros. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. I would love to see Brewers Red Sox because then I think it would be a good little family connection with Michael and I. I got Astros in six. Okay. Um, I just think they got too much pitching. Yeah. And uh I'm going Brewers in seven. And you're going to have a World Series where the National League team used to play in the American League and the American League team used to play in the National League. Right. Right. And they also used to be in the same division. The same division. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be interesting. That would be wild. Well, I game are you are you heading to any games for the I will for be the there. Series? Yes, I will be there Saturday afternoon for game two. Oh, man. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Well, good for you, man. It'll be fun. Yep. All right. Yep. Should we turn our attention to terrible football? Yeah. Let's do it. Packers I'm ready to Lions. talk about that. I, I actually watched this entire game from yeah. start to finish because the Bears weren't you know, no bear game on. Brewers were on afterwards, so I was just kind of waiting for that to start. And I watched this whole game. Yeesh. I'm glad I missed pretty much the first half, and then I was clicking on and off during the second half. But the second half was obviously more interesting. Um, I mean, the penalties are an issue. Um, I, and I like your text. Is that the, is the narrative now that we're going to go with? Is so Rogers just doesn't have any healthy receivers. And that's what it's all I heard Monday. That's pretty much it. And I, I will, I will absolutely say, and it's not because a lot of people have also been saying this, but I think it's if it wasn't evident before, it is now. They made the absolute wrong call on Jordy. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. I was willing to give it a few games to see whether, you know. Graham and the extra tight ends could do something. Mercedes Lewis, I don't know, is he is he just out to lunch? I mean, you don't even hear from him. Well, I think if he is, he took Jimmy Graham's hands with him. I told you this summer that that guy was washed. 11 drops. He's garbage. 11 drops, yeah. and it's tied for most in the league. He's garbage. He hasn't been good since he played with Drew Brees, what, four or five years ago? I think that's He's just right. washed. You know, I was I was hoping that there was just going to be a, 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 some Graham that Cobb would stay healthy. That hasn't happened. How about this draft and develop a tight end? Because you tried to sign Bennett, and that was a disaster. Yep. You you signed Cook, and you didn't want to pay him. Which, which it was a good move signing was, him. Yep, great move. But you didn't want to pay him, and now you go out and you get Graham, and you pay him probably more than you should have paid him, and he's no good. So. Well, I, I was I was either listening to Wildy or or looking at some of his tweets, and he pointed something out, and I don't think I'm going to get it completely accurate, but the the over or the the succession now of Gutekunst at GM from Thompson trying to fill these holes with free agents kind of tells you the misses that Ted had in drafting and developing where guys didn't work out and the holes become more prevalent and you need to say, well, we got to fill a spot. And whereas before Ted would stick to his guns and say, we ain't doing that. But doesn't that, 
isn't that completely ironic though? Because oh, the, the whole mantra yes. was draft and develop, I, and they didn't yes. do it. Yes, I mean my my cousin from Colorado was here this weekend, mm-hmm. and he's a huge Packer fan. What's he doing out there? He, li- he lives there from there. Okay. Um, and we were talking about it, and remember when the Packers used to always develop quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to that? Well, and and Wildey said something else that that was interesting, kind of in relation to that is. If you don't fill those holes or sign some guys to boost a certain position group that you are going to pay a premium for, it puts a lot more pressure on your drafting philosophy and sure. developing. Sure. Your margin for error is so much smaller mm-hmm. that they become it become a lot more important if you miss on a guy than if you hit on him. And I think that's... That's what people now, I think, are starting to realize, that we're drinking the Ted Kool-Aid, and I was one of them. I will I will freely admit that, because ultimately it led to a Super Bowl. But I think you also get to a point where you need to modify things. You get too wrapped up in your own process in order to see past your own blinders. And I think maybe that's what the cleanup we're trying to see now. And unfortunately, the Jordy Nelson thing, that... I don't like when it's a money game. I don't like those. Well, it's always a money game. It is, but I don't like those little small dollar decisions because it wasn't going to break the bank. No. And you found that out hindsight. It didn't need much more than what they offered. And now that you see what they're dealing with, that makes it a little bit more of like, you know, just turning the knife in the back a little bit. Well, the cleanup is going to start probably the day after week 17 because I just, you know, I don't think this is a playoff team. Um, that doesn't look like it. I think the day, I think it starts the the day after the the Monday after the regular season ends Black with Monday. with McCarthy getting fired. I, can't, I, I think that did you read that article on 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 the Ringer this week. No, I did not. It's a very good one about McCarthy. Kind of what you're saying in that old dog not keeping up with things, mm-hmm. and Andy Reid, all albeit older than McCarthy. He has hired some people and stayed fresh and initiated some of those ideas that a lot of teams are having to do when they turn to younger guys. And for whatever reason, McCarthy just doesn't do that. Well, and, and you know, you, you I watched that game, and the Packers, the, the Lions are bad. They're, yes. They're, they're not good, yes. number one. So number two, you know, you, you, Lions get the ball to start the game. They get to about midfield. You stop them. They punt. What happens? You got a guy out of position. Yep. Now that was so close, I couldn't tell whether the ball hit him or not. Of but the bottom line say, is, put him in that position. You're too close to yes. the play. You can't be there. Yep. That's sloppy. Then you've got Rodgers, who I, to me, he looked completely disengaged the entire day. His awareness was atrocious. He got chased down and stripped. He had another fumble. You know, he lost two fumbles. Two, yeah. Um, he 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 threw his stats looked good at the end of the game because he threw for a lot of yards because they were getting their brains beat in the whole the whole you know first mm-hmm. half. So they had to do it to catch up. But he was missing guys. He you know he threw behind these young guys a couple times and it's like you know you can blame these these rookie receivers all you want but when you're supposed to be the best player in the league you got to put that in the breadbasket you got to do the work for him. He put 
he put blame squarely on himself after the game. You know, he did. And that's one of those things where we talked about it last week. You know, you, you're going to come out and, and, and run your mouth about other people on your team and your coaching staff. Well, you can't be throwing it behind guys and you can't be turning the ball over twice on the road. You just can't. That, and that's why, you know, good for him for taking responsibility for it. But that's what should happen that's every why, time. But that's why you don't come out in the first place and shoot your yap off because Odell Beckham did the same thing for the Giants, and what happens? Screws up a punt, it goes off him, Carolina recovers it in the end zone. The just keep your mouth shut and keep that stuff in house. Football karma gods don't let no. people get away with that stuff for whatever reason. No. <laughs> but, you know, back, but back to McCarthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What is the obsession with trying to make Ty Montgomery a running back? I am. I do not understand. I'm it. not going to talk about the whole Ty Montgomery thing, obviously, because, I'm, because I'm just is, tired. Of oh, it. when we get Aaron Jones, boy, he's going to be really good. But why is Ty Montgomery playing running back? Because he he's a lot better at at pass protection, and he's valuable out of the backfield. Except that he's not. Those are the two. All those are the he's two reasons valuable. that are being trotted out. He might be a better blocker. Sure, he's not any more valuable out of the backfield because Rodgers doesn't throw to his running backs. They it's don't, it, it's not like he's. It's not like he's Alvin Kamara and he's going to catch. <laughs> you know, he's going to get eleven targets out of the backfield. He I, might get two. I I said it this week. I've I said it last year multiple times in different games. I am tired of the Ty Montgomery experiment at running back. And this whole running back by committee to keep guys fresh, I just don't understand that you you don't have the most talented guys that give you a chance to win on a consistent basis on the field as much as you can. Well, and I don't and, even think it's fair to the player. It's like when the Brewers stuck Braun at first and he made a couple errors and people flipped out. He, he's not a first baseman. I, Ty Montgomery's a wide receiver. But he, he was a running back in high school. Great. That's because he was the fastest guy on the team. That's why, you know? Look at how many players exactly. played out of position. Look at how many guys played high school quarterback. quarterback and, and are they, now offensive and they, linemen. And they couldn't throw a spiral to save their lives. I mean, that means nothing. You know? But come on, man. But, but those are the reasons that are trotted out. So I'm I'm 100% with you. And, and now, after all this time of Montgomery back there, and I think this is the third year. I think so, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Now when you have a lack of veterans at that position and Cobb gets injured, Adams is dinged up, Graham's got a little nick, and you're resorting to the three rookies that you just drafted, then you say, well, it's possible we split Montgomery out and turn him into a little bit of a wide receiver. When you've refused to say that Ty Montgomery, you know, that I shouldn't say that you refuse to say when all you've said, Ty Montgomery's a running back. Right. He is not going back to receiver. Well, he's not until you need him to be one because he's got experience mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So w- which one, which way do you want it? You can't have it both ways. Fine. Put him back to receiver. Give the ball to Aaron Jones, who's averaging the best yards per carry on the team. That's all you got to do. Yeah. He's got the most explosiveness. You can counter with Jamal Williams when he needs a breather. Montgomery needs to be done. That That ship needs to sail. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just it's just unfortunate for for Packer fans and you know I, I obviously it's well documented on this podcast that I'm not a Packer fan but you know as just a sports fan I'm watching this and it's like it, it reminds me of when um it reminds me of when Kevin Garnett was on the Timberwolves and it's like you you it's you, you watch go over my head, you, you okay. watch this guy and you're like he's unbelievable 
But then you look up at the standings and they're like 44 and 38, seventh seed swept in the first round because his second best player is a 35 year old <laughs> Sam Cassell. Same thing with the Packers. You know, Rodgers is the best player in the league, and you look up and you're like, okay, well, they went 10 and six. All right. And then they lose in the first round or maybe the second round of the playoffs. They're just wasting these years in his prime that you can't get back. And they're not that far away from contending. Right. But they haven't. I, I almost feel like the Packers haven't invested in themselves almost to do what they have to do to go out. Like the whole Khalil Mack thing. Mm. They could have traded for him, and everybody said, well, they can't afford him. Dude, it's football. Anybody you, can, can be cut anytime. You find ways you, you to make you, that You could have traded for him. Yep. You could have paid him some money. Yep. Or not. Maybe he plays for you because he's on a good team and he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you win the Super Bowl this year. You don't have to pay him next year. You won your Super Bowl. You know? Just going back in time, the not getting Randy Moss, the not getting Marshawn Lynch, when your two quarterbacks, Favre and Rodgers, are begging you for these guys. Right. Give me somebody to throw to. And these guys are superstars that at the time you were getting for nothing. And were at the top of their game. And they wouldn't do it. You know, the Charles Woodson signing, which is kind of their crown jewel, that was like well, an accident. Nobody wanted was, him. The crown jewel is the Reggie White signing. Well, Let's yeah, but not, that was not, God well. told him to do that, so that doesn't count. That had nothing to do with the Packers. The Woodson one was nobody wanted him. They thought no. he was done. Yep. Or if or if they did, they weren't going to pay him anything, and they were afraid of what the, he might do to their locker room. Right. Because that, that was the stigma that was attached. And then he came in, and lo and behold, great locker room guy. Slot of talent left in the tank, and it and it and it helped him. But just look at what happened. What has happened to Rodgers in the last year and a half? He's broken his collarbone and he's messed his knee up, and his knee's going to be messed up all year. All year, it just is. So you're going to have now. He's going to be 36 next year, and I mean realistically, if he plays till 40, you've got a four year window. I don't look around on that team and see a bunch of dudes that I'm like, yeah, this team could could win a Super Bowl. I guess I don't using that, and I don't know whether the GM views it that way, and I don't know whether the coach views it that way. I would say they'd tell you that that's short-sighted given the full scope of the team, but it's the reality. And I don't understand if that even factors into some of their personnel decisions how you can look and say, keeping these three guys that we drafted over paying Jordy Nelson a little bit more money to be here and maybe taking a shot at another position group is better to helping us to help us win a Super Bowl. I, I don't understand how you can make those decisions if it's really around centered around your quarterback. And I guess maybe that leads me to believe maybe it's not. And if it's not, why the hell not? Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I don't. And and you had told me you had texted me this week that they they got some problems up there, but problems obviously are magnified when you lose because most of them are identified. Well, I think there. I I think that there's definitely problems. Um, I maybe not in the locker room between players, but I think there's a problem between management, coaches, and players. There, there's friction there. I don't think that's even debatable. That just by Rogers' comments last week, that right. details that. Um, so that 
just usually doesn't bode well. You know, usually in those kind of situations, somebody's got to go, and it ain't going to be Gutekunst, and it ain't going to be Rodgers. It only leaves one guy, and that's Mike McCarthy. That's a that's an unfortunate position to be in, but I feel like you have that under your control. Well, and look, I give him a lot of credit. I give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit, man. I, I, I don't. I would never say that he's a great coach. I think he's average. I think he's an average NFL coach. But the man does have class. He doesn't. He doesn't air dirty laundry. Nope. He's never thrown anybody under the bus. Um, you know, Rogers comes out and, and says his things last week. It's not like McCarthy went back at him this week said for they, playing poorly. Said he thought they had a great relationship yep. at the time and that they can talk about anything. So I, I give him all the credit in the world for that. That that can't be easy. Um, but you know what? That's that's kind of what you sign up for when you have those jobs. Pretty much. So that's why they pay you. Yep. So all right, let's go around the league quick with the good and the bad. Um we had our first flex. For this week, mm-hmm. the Bengals are going to get flexed to Sunday night, and they're going to replace the Niners and the Rams, which that will be a bloodbath for San Francisco, I think. So they didn't want to put that on primetime. So I don't, I, I can't remember who the Bengals are playing where it got flexed, this, but this I know week? it's, yeah. Don't yep. the Packers play the Niners? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's that, Then I think it's the, the, the week after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, but, but we had our first, that, that was in the news about, about, flexing mm-hmm. um but the Bengals are proving to be one of the better teams they're you still, good you still got the Chiefs and the Rams and you and I talked about in our power rankings last week they're kind of interchangeable one and two I think I'd still put the Rams on top yeah just because of that D yeah. I, I I I would agree with that um the Saints have you know people ask well what about that Buccaneers what Buccaneers loss they're, it's week one. Right now go, they're playing as good as anybody. Go back and look at the last five years in week one. There's always one of those games. Every year. Somebody wins a game that you're like, oh my God, are they good? And then you're like, nope, they're not. That was a fluke. Patriots are obviously there. Do you do you really include the Vikings? Well, I just, they had a good win on the road last week. Is it a good the, win? I if, still think if so. If Philly is not what it was last year. Well, they're not going to go 13-3. and three, No. But, but they're still a good team. They're okay. still leading their division. Um, well, look at the division. Well, division's bad. All you got to do is win your division. You're in the playoffs. I know. Um, but who won the division with a losing record a couple of years ago? Um, I can't remember who that was. They went to the playoffs with a with a seven and nine record. Was the Seahawks? That's what I think. Okay. All right. Um, but I I just thought it was a it was a good win for the Vikings. Just in the terms of you know they got embarrassed there in January mm-hmm. and and yes. you know that can help. Yep. You know you go into a place like that and get a win. And I thought I watched some of that game too and. I mean, Kirk Cousins, say what you want. That dude stood in there and got punched in the mouth a lot in that game, and he made some plays, and he has got a stud at receiver in Thielen. That guy is a stud. I, I'm pretty sure he played at Minnesota he State did. Mankato. Yeah, he's from there. He That's played a, college it's there. It's a great story. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. You just hope he's one of those guys that can that can stay, and I, I, and I don't mind saying that, you know, as a fan of a rival team, but... When you are looking for things to like about football, you're interested in stories. Yeah, that's a great story, it and is. it's close by. It is. If look it, that that was the he's the Bill Schrader, Jared right. Aberderis of Minnesota, LaCroix, right? Yeah, he, he's just become a star. Yeah, you know, should be Jake Kumaro this year, but he had to dive into the end zone. But One other good team I, I I forgot to put on the list here that okay. I, I'm really starting to like is the Chargers. Starting to play well. They've got two losses, and their two losses are to the Chiefs and the Rams. 
So can't really complain about that. No, and uh, the only thing that scares you is they just always find ways at the end of the year to screw it up. <laughs> they just they just do. I don't know why. They got a ton of talent. Yeah, but uh, I've never been a big believer in that. The and that's probably why because when it come when push comes to shove. I don't know the way you, whether you can it's, just count on them. It's like a stupid coaching move, or they can't kick a field goal, or Phil Rivers just has a far Throws moment. Throws three and, or four picks yeah. in a game, and it's like, boy, that was not no. characteristic. No, but I, so, I, I do like right. the way that team's been playing. Uh, Raiders are bad. Eesh. The Cowboys are bad. Oh, My man. Super Bowl pick, the Falcons, are awful. Yeah, that's... Um, I thought that they were going to... I thought that that game against Pittsburgh... Could be a game of the year type because mm. they were both in a spot where they needed to win. No. Atlanta didn't even show up. No, Pittsburgh just rolled them. Yep. And how? What do you make of uh, Jerry Jones saying they haven't had a number one receiver in <laughs> in like a decade Shots or something? Fired. Seriously. And somebody went back and looked at the stats about targets. And even when Des Bryant was on was on top of the league and in the top three, top five receivers, he wasn't targeted nearly no. as much as top receivers on other teams mm-hmm. of, of of people at his same talent level. And for whatever reason, whether that falls in the quarterback, whether that's the scheme or whatever, but when you're when you're in that position, you find ways to get that guy the ball, and for whatever reason, Dallas didn't do it. Well, and again, I mean, that stuff like that just reeks of dysfunction when your owner is coming out and, and, and talking out of school about a guy that's not even on your team or in the league anymore. I mean, why? I, I don't understand that. No, it's that that to me is one of those things where. It's, I mean, why don't you worry about the fact that your coach is a zombie? <laughs> He's awful. I think it's that, and it, hasn't it seemed like the last couple of years that's the that's the storyline. He's got to have every something. Time. He's got to have like, like naked oh, I have pictures complete of, confidence. He's complete. Got, he's got something on Jerry. He has to. Why? How else? Is, don't, what other don't team know. could you have that kind of talent with that kind of payroll, playing that kind mm-hmm. of a stadium in front of that kind of a fan base, and continually underachieve and keep your job? I, you got me. I don't know. Do you think the media is trolling John Gruden at this point? Oh, about yes. asking about pass yes. rush yes. Every, every week for sure, for sure. That's, I'm I'm enjoying. Have, every, have you have you ever watched a, a a press conference at the White House? This is all the media does in any walk of life is troll people. So why would why would John Gruden, who's a super easy target, be any different? <laughs> I I'm enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, it's funny because if you're looking at it from afar, and even though it's not preferable again as a as a fan of a competing team, um, I I still think it's amusing. Yeah, I, oh, I, it is. I just do. It is. And it's hard to feel bad for a guy that's just that just signed a hundred million dollar contract and so. is going to move into a you know billion and a half dollar yeah. stadium and he'll be living on the to- penthouse of the Wynn Hotel or <laughs> right. you know I mean come on give me a break <laughs> getting people sent up to his room at all hours yeah. of the night yeah <laughs> all right so what are we looking at for this week Bears were on the bye so who do they come back against uh, at Miami Miami was three and zero and I think they've now what they've lost Frauds. two 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 in a row yeah. Frauds. That's well, not going to sit well. Sit well with our friend John Barry. No, we forgot that Ryan Tannehill is still, still their the quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> so he's kind of the he's kind of the AFC East version of Cutler. All right, where it's I'll, like, I'll dude, this guy's that. got all the tools, but they just can't win. I'll go with that. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Packers play Monday night against San Francisco. I was surprised at the line. I mean, I I want to say it's like eight and a half, nine and a half, something like that. I think that's a from where they're sitting right now. People are still not. Thinking that Green Bay is as 
are struggling as as much as they are. Well, and I think it's or as it's much about the indicative Niners. of how bad I, they're, they're going to yeah, be on the road. Yeah, I mean, but, I believe Arizona beat them this week. Yes, for the first for the first win yeah. of the season. So that was yeah, right. not not good. How about the Browns? Demarius Randall saying that uh, that the, the that Cleveland is as good as the Packers championship teams. That's that's a great. Was line. he on those teams? I, no. Okay. But he still still said it. A little, um, little, little salty there. I mean, the, the Browns right now have the same record as the Packers. I mean, let's just perspective, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. That's where we're at right now. I think the Browns have more talent than the Packers as a as a complete team, and they should. They picked in the top 10 for 15 years. you got to get some of these guys right. Well, but and we've explored that. Just but by, Mayfield's legit. Miles, Miles Garrett is a stud. Awesome. You know, they've got some some decent weapons for, for Mayfield. You know, Jarvis Landry's a nice player, and... Um, they got some decent backs. Oh, but they, they got a prove it game this week. They do. They got to prove it. Okay, you you want to you want to be here? Here you go. Yep. We're, we're going to hand you the Chargers. And, and and this is just the kind of game that I was talking about with the Chargers, where they go on the road against like, Cleveland, oh, Cleveland. No problem. And they crap them. Gak. And they lose. So don't be shocked. Okay. It, that could be a little for all you gamblers out there. That could be an upset <laughs> special. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati always seems to be ugly when they play. Well, that I mean. Hopefully they've got enough uh, gurneys because when <laughs> as, people on as, as cousin Sal say Vontez Burfick Strangers is back. Oh man! And that guy is an absolute headhunter. Seriously, and, and I mean, it, and, and, like and against, just, it's always against the Steelers too. And I like how he just flatly denies he's out f- to hurt anybody or didn't mean to do this. It's like, dude, you you got a little bit of a track record yeah. here to kind of be floating that argument out. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk about that smash mouth Ravens Steelers rivalry and it is, but, but this, this one is this like is legit into the, yeah. hatred. Yes. You know, I think there's some respect on the on the Ravens Steelers one, but I don't think there's much respect between these two teams. You got another prove it game with uh young Mr. Mahomes heading to Foxborough. I mean, this is kind of is Brady going to say, "Hey, Welcome to the league, kid. Is it going to be one of those things? <laughs> well, or? he had some interesting comments this week. Brady did. You know, they 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 kind of tried to bait him into the, you know, the comparison between Next himself coming, yeah. and Mahomes, yep. and he's like, no, don't, no, no. <laughs> and uh, then he he made a comment, I believe, yesterday, something about, you know, with the numbers these young guys are putting up, it's basically the NFL has kind of turned into glorified college football. Which is, you know, kind of has. Some games it's not far off. Well, you look around the league and all the first and second year quarterbacks that are playing, this would have never happened 20 years ago. Um, and they're able to do it because they're they're running offenses that are very similar to what these well, guys run in college. And, so. the, and the, the rules now are favoring For sure. offense. No people people want to see points scored. They want to see high-flying stuff. They're not ready to see, you know, Larry Zonka carrying the ball 35 right. to 40 times right. between the tackles and not once trying to set the edge. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're, nope. they, nobody wants to see it that. It doesn't anymore. draw a lot of TV no, viewers these absolutely days. Absolutely not. No. So, all right. Well, it's, I, I'm hoping we're not going to be in the same position. I think it's going to be a nice bounce back week for. Green Bay and a lot of the problems, while not maybe addressed, will yeah, just when they get win thirty-one to swept three under the rug yes. a little bit, and yep. then when something happens next, you'll be like, "Well, we told you about." Well, you didn't say anything when we were winning, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so we move to your area of expertise, and the you'll, Milwaukee you'll get there. Bucks and the. Well, I don't know you'll about get that. there. 
Um, they wrap up the preseason on Friday against the T Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler back at practice. Oh and my then, God! What a debacle that's turned Rachel out. Rachel Nichols be. just happened to be in Minneapolis for that. Or yeah, what are we I, doing? I, okay, I don't know. Um, season opens next week. Awesome! They've sold ten thousand season tickets. I thought it was pretty timely. People want to see a new arena. They buy season tickets. Last time they did it was when the Bradley Center yep. opened. Yep. Um, which is great. We're going to be able to go to the Fi Serve to call yeah, uh, to yeah. call a game locally. So mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing That'll that. You you've got tickets to the opener. I do, um, and I'm going to have. What are we going to do? For I'm going to have a hopeful dilemma that night. Yeah, because that's Game Six of oh, the NLCS. I was just wondering when we we're going to record our podcast. Well, yeah, well, that too, <laughs> but. That's Game Six of the NLCS uh-huh. and opening night of this of the of the Pfizer Forum. So I don't know. Going to be tapping into the Wi-Fi and watching the game on your phone. I'm not I sure which one I'm going to be are. at. So oh really? We'll, we'll okay. have to see how the series goes. I, You're going to give up the opener at the Pfizer for that? If it's if the Brewers are up three to two, chance to and clinch. have a chance to clinch, okay. it'd be very hard for me that. to not okay. go. I mean, it's just a new arena. The arena is going to be there for a while. It will. Um, you but, probably you know, go to another season opener. I've. It's not about the season opener. It's more the arena opener. Okay. You know, I, I was there for the first game in Miller Park. Yep, um, same. It'd be kind of fun to Jeff be there for, for the Bucks one too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. But um, yeah, We're, not just a couple of things to you know before the season starts. You know, next week I'll try to get into a little bit more of a of a preview. But um, I'll just sit know, back and let you take yeah. that. <laughs> Bucks played last night, sat most of their their starters. Um, you know, they got some. A lot of they, guys got extended minutes. They did, and they've got one roster spot decision to make, um, and it's going to come down to four guys: uh, Tyler Zeller and Shabazz Muhammad, who were on the team last year, and uh, Tim Frazier, point guard who played at Penn State, who has uh, kind of bounced around the league a little bit for a couple years, mm-hmm. and um, a kid named Christian Wood out yep. of UNLV who uh, was by far their best player in Summer League this year and uh, has really done some nice things. Big kid, 6'10". Um, I'm, I'm hoping that he's the one that they decide to pick. That guy? Okay. I, I think that, you know, um, if if he can be the guy that maybe is the bouncer back and forth between the herd up in uh, Oshkosh, Oshkosh yep. and the Bucks this year, uh, that would be nice if they can keep him. I'm not sure they'll be able to if they, you know, don't guarantee him a contract because other teams around the league are watching these guys. It's you know, you know no different than football, right? You know, so um, I, I hope they keep him. The you know the other guys are kind of specialists. Muhammad only scores. Um, Frazier's a point guard. They don't really need a fourth point guard. So um, we'll see what happens there. But right. you know, Giannis came out. And uh, said he's only at sixty percent of yeah, his endurance level. I saw that he said he was out of shape. So um, okay, well, what's he I, been doing? I, 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 I feel bad for the guys when he's in shape because yeah. he looks like a freaking superhero right now, shooting a lot of threes, That's a lot good. of threes in this offense. Everybody's shooting threes. Yep. It's going to be uh, there. If nothing else, they're going to be a lot more fun team to watch. They're going to play more up tempo and shoot more threes. So. Um, but yeah, next next Wednesday night, first uh, first game of the season. So we'll we'll have a little more for you then. All right. Badgers are in Ann Arbor. College game day is going to be there. It's a battle of top fifteen teams with Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, well, this is more your expertise here too. Well, so this is this is going to be this is this is the stern test. And I was talking, I can't remember who I was. I think I was talking with Beggs about it today, and just about. Wisconsin generally doesn't do well with really good defenses. Now, short memory on my part, because Ohio State 
had a really top-ranked defense at the Big Ten title game last year, and Wisconsin was able to move the ball on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very well. So, and but granted, that was in a neutral site. I don't know if that matters because it's at the big house, but I mean, Michigan has several statistical categorical leaders in the conference alone, and two of those are top-ranked nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll admit to not watching a lot of Michigan ball, um, but it seems like everybody's really impressed with the quarterback. Uh, Shea Patterson, I'm sure Michigan's going to have a couple of guys that are draftable, either in, in the front seven or on the back end. So, uh, you know, the line, I think, is over a touchdown. Um, but this is this is the Wisconsin's first huge test with the Penn States and, you know, everything else well, kind of looming. To me, these are this is game one of the three or four games that Hornibrook has to show up. Because John, Jonathan Taylor's not going to run for 250 in the big house against this defense. No. He might get 100, 100 110, 110, maybe yeah. a touchdown. Um, Hornibrook but has that's going to be on like, like 25, for 30 sure. carries. Yeah, he's not busting 80 yeah. yards. No way. Michigan's going to have too good athletes for that. But, yeah, this is one where Hornibrook's got to complete 70% of his passes. He's going to have to throw downfield and, and kind of you know take a little pressure off those safeties and, and back them off the line so they can run the ball a little bit. But... Um, you know, as good as he was last year in the Orange Bowl, he's had some of these stinkers where, you know, it's an 11 for 19 for a buck 60. Well, and you, that's tough to win on the road. I just didn't understand a lot of the time. And again, I, I will say this week in and week out. I'm, I don't know tendencies. I don't know X's and O's, you know, nearly as much as even coaches at the high school level, let alone the collegiate level. I just don't get when you have the offensive line that you have and you have the guys wanting to go downhill against defenses, and you have two, three really good running backs, why you're not running the ball 60-70% of the time? And you're coming out in the first quarter, and you're throwing with Hornybrook on first down, second down, and then trying to pick it up with a third down run when guys are keying on him. And that drove me nuts last week. And granted, it... it, it it it's helped, probably but, don't you think it's like maybe to if you com- complete a couple of those it maybe softens up the D a little bit. But Nebraska's D was already terrible, right? Like there shouldn't be anything to soften. You should still be able to stack the stack the box, and they should be able to beat you. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. But you think after the Orange Bowl that when you get the cupcakes like the you know the Western Kentuckys and the BYUs and the Arizonas. When Hornybrook has a game against a legitimate team like Miami, and then you get at home all these non-conference games, you think you need to step up from that level that right. you had against a really good team, and you should just be decimating these other guys. And it took a step down, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make sense to me. You know, you don't see the Alabamas and the other power teams that are in consistently in that top five, top ten taking it easy on these teams no. or or not firing on all cylinders immediately, for some reason there's just not this out-of-the-gate, get-up-and-go thing that Wisconsin has. It's a lot of halftime adjustments. It's a lot of figuring what's going to work, and then they pour it on in the second half, which they did. But I, I just don't think you can afford to do that with the Michigans, the Penn States, and the Ohio States. They're not going to let you do that. Right? They're going to be on you from the get-go, and if you're not, you're going to be playing from behind the whole game. Well, you know, and it's it's that it's that philosophy that they've had up there for I don't know 28 years now since Alvarez got there. 
And it's it's basically to keep it close, wear you down, and then with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, your your front line is gassed, and our big guys are pushing them around, and our running backs are running free. Well, but you can't score three touchdowns the, in nine minutes every freaking no, week. No, and and with the way the game has changed so much, and so many more teams are throwing the ball around now, you know, you get one play. Where a guy can go seventy or I mean, it happened even in the Nebraska game. They had that long touchdown, I yep. believe, right at the was it right at the beginning of the half, second half. That I sounds think. right. You know, and it, it didn't really affect well the game much, but it's like that can happen in, in, in a big game, boy, especially on the road. And it's troublesome right now with this defense that's not generating a lot of pass rush mm-hmm. up front uh, and the front seven, and now your secondary's banged up, which that's a bad combination to have when you already have young guys in the back. And Nelson's not going to play because he got ejected for targeting, which I thought was a bullshit call. But whatever. Can I just um, say I think that the way that they in, the way that they interpreted and enfo- enforced that rule is garbage. Yes. If you you're going to kick go the guy out, okay. Why is he suspended the next game? That doesn't make any sense to me. For a half. Right. What, what, what is this? For a half. What is this? Pee wee football? You got to put your dunce cap on and sit in the corner. <laughs> I mean that's that's just asinine to me. If you're gonna throw a guy out, fine. That's it. Clean the game, slate. The game's over. Yep, clean slate next week. You shouldn't carry over no. to the next game. Well, that's so you got him gone. And granted, he's he's one of the younger guys, but he was he's good. The, he was one of the healthy guys. Yep. And now they got a couple of dudes that are that are dinged up. And this Shea Patterson is a for all accounts a very good quarterback. So. You know, Wisconsin's going to have to figure out that defense or else they're going to be in a hole and they're going to be struggling to get out of it. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of my two cents on that ball game. And that's, I hear you. It's, it's going to be a, a nice What is that, a 7 segue, o'clock, 7.30? 6, 6.30, 6.30. So it'll be a nice segue from the Brewers right to the Badgers. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. Wow, we've it's already been an hour. We've accomplished a lot. Yeah. So we have a, a top five this week. I went. I went. And I did some research. I did went back you? into the archives. See, I have a bad memory, and I I've come to realize when I when I floated this out to you, and I because I I think I originally said I said top five games you've ever been to, and you asked best, and I said not necessarily best. I said most fun or memorable, and those are two. Those could be two different things. They could be the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I've come to realize I have not gone to a lot of championship caliber playoff type atmosphere games. All of my stuff happens in the regular season, but it's what happens around the game that makes it special for me. Sure. Let me just sure. lay lay that out sure. there. Absolutely. I mean, and people have going to Rose Bowls mm-hmm. and NCAA Final Fours and you know stuff like that. One yep. of my former roommates went to the White Sox World Series down in Chicago. That's probably going to stick with him as well, so Of course. Um so I, I don't have a lot of the 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 marquee games I sure. guess. guess okay. You well, say, so. hit, you you start. Hit me All with right. number. Hit me with number five. My number five is every Badgers road trip that I've taken with Michael and 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 his friends. Okay. For whatever reason, the games were there was nothing special about them. They were in the middle of the season. Wisconsin wasn't great, and they weren't terrible. Where, where did you go? Uh, let's see. Okay, the ones that I went on, we went to Ann Arbor. Okay. Um, and the Badgers gacked that game away, which which we should have won. They were favored against Michigan State. We gacked that one. So I went to East Lansing, Bloomington. Uh, they beat Indiana. Uh, went down to Champaign. I think they lost that game too. Um, and then I think that's been about it. So the moral of the story is you, sh- you should not. I go. should not go along. <laughs> not go along. But 
we had a blast seeing the other campuses and going out with the nightlife and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that that was a lot of fun. We're trying to, now that everybody's kind of settled into their lives. I do remember one of the stories that you told me about that. So, yeah, that that's that's good. That's so, that's that's, uh, but, but those were all fun. I couldn't single anyone out. Gotcha. All right, number five for me. Uh, let's see. Uh, February 20th, 2009. <laughs> you got it down to the date. I did. I went back and did a little All recon. Right. Uh, Cavs at Bucks, regular season game. Uh, LeBron scored 55. Wow. Um, so that would have been, I believe, his fourth year in the league. Okay. So he was pretty young. Um, Cleveland had the best record in the league that year. The Bucks were not very good, but um, it's one of the highest scoring games LeBron's ever had in his career. So okay. that, that was pretty cool. Um, my number four. Regular season game. I don't think it mattered much, but it was a rivalry game. Packers and the Vikings in the Dome. I went with my in-laws. Okay. Um, I went with my nephew and my sister-in-law and my wife, who were all Vikings fans. They were wearing their purple. I was wearing the green. And the Packers won handily. And I was pretty much the only one where we were sitting in our section, standing and cheering constantly. And I'm honestly surprised I made it out alive. <laughs> I am too, considering their fan base. And, the, and and that was in the old dome. I think it was, you know, probably about four or five years before they decided to build. Before this. the roof fell off, <laughs> right? <laughs> Caved in from the snow. Uh, all right, number four. You're gonna like this all one. Right. March twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. Oh my God! Okay. At the Rosemont Horizon, WrestleMania thirteen. Remember that? Yes. Yep, I remember you were going to go to that. So that was um, The Rock's first WrestleMania. Okay. Him and his dad came out against uh, uh, what was called the Sultan, who ended up being Rikishi. See, I didn't and even... the Iron Sheik was was his manager at the I time. I didn't even think about wrestling, because now I'd have to alter my list. All right, go ahead. And then... Uh, wasn't, the, it, wasn't it the, a 60-man iron or 60-minute nope. iron? Okay. The main event was Undertaker beat Psycho Sid for the belt. Okay. But the match was the match of the, the that place was talked about was uh, Stone Cold, Cold Bret Hart and where he got bloodied. It was and the there double was, turn and there was that 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 picture of of him like reaching out towards the camera and his face is yep. just all bloody. Stone Cold walked into the ring, the heel, and walked out forever the, the anti hero, if you will. Right. But uh, yeah, that was that was my first uh, man. That's first awesome. wrestling event that I had ever been to, and it was WrestleMania. Seriously? 13, so yeah, pretty cool. Been to WrestleMania, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really wanted it to be higher on the list, but I I just I couldn't put it ahead of my top three. I don't have I don't have anything that can even hold a candle to that. Um, my number three is Sabathia's first start for the Brewers. Nice. And nice. I can't remember where that remember where when that was specifically in the year for a date. I didn't go well, back and it was look, but like the week before the All Star break, I think. Is and and I'm pretty sure it was in the middle of the week. Yep. And it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. I think it was a day game. It might have been a night. I don't even remember. But I had called my boss um, when I was living in West Bend, and I called him in Janesville, and I said, "Hey." If there's any tickets left to this game, I'd like to go. And mm-hmm. yeah, we got a bunch laying around. Nobody had made the connection that they got Sabathia now and he's starting this game. And I wanted to make sure I was on the first there. And honestly, I was surprised. I remember I remember this. I was surprised there weren't more people at the stadium that night. There wasn't many people there. Yeah. Where me and the guy that I went with from work, we were we were hyped. I mean, we were jacked. This is awesome. This is what's good, you know, propel. Let's sure. go. And I was like, not a lot of people either got the memo on this or what. Yeah. I thought it was a little Well, odd. maybe it was during the week. I, it, and, and it was. Yeah. It was, but a lot of people couldn't 
apparently make plans on that short of notice. I was a single guy. I didn't have anything else to do. Sure. I just go down to the park. Sure. So, uh, number three for me, almost seven years to the day, actually. Um, October 7th, 2011, Game 5, NLDS versus the Diamondbacks, Niger Morgan walk-off. There you go. Um, awesome game, a great series. Gallardo uh, pitched uh, real well for, I think, six innings. Um, Brewers had the lead going into the bottom of the ninth, and Axford, who had, I think, 45, 48 saves that year, blew it. And uh, Niger ended up coming up in the in the 10th inning and, and drove in Carlos Gomez, but... Um, one of the, not the, but one of the loudest moments ever I've heard in Noah Park. Yeah. Uh, County Stadium for me, number two, Brewers and Cardinals late in the season, and I didn't bother to look up the year, was when McGuire and Sosa were neck and neck for the home run battle. That was 98. And McGuire hit two in that game that we were at. I remember that game. And it was. Wasn't it, was it it 70 or was it like. I know 68, 16. It was I, I real, know it was right there. Yeah. It was late. Yep. Late in the season. Yep. One of them was a, a moonshot and the other was an absolute laser beam. And there and I think they disputed whether it even went out for a brief time, but he hit two in that game, and I was like, I'm <laughs> glad to be here, even and, and I'm yeah. I'm assuming the Brewers lost the game, but that's not why I went. Right. Oh I, no, you I, I knew I wanted show. to be yes. Yeah. That's why that's why I was there. For sure. Uh number two for me. Uh, September 08, game 162 versus the Cubs. Um, got to win. Got to get a Met loss to win the wild card. Yes. And uh, Council actually had an RB, the first RBI yeah. in that game. Uh, Braun hit the two-run homer in the eighth. Sabathia, complete game, four-hitter. And uh, Brewers won the game. We watched the Mets-Marlins game on the big screen after the Brewer game oh, concluded. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, once the Mets... Lost all the players came back out onto the field That's with their champagne cool. and they were running up the first and third baselines and spraying fans. How for many the people, people that, in the stadium stayed all the, for for that? I would say there was at least twenty thousand people. Wow. That's oh, really yeah. good. It was it was well it, was, it hadn't happened in twenty six years. Uh, I mean, right. at worst we were gonna have a one game playoff. Right. But uh yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a fun one. Number one for me, I went with my mom. The year the Packers won the Super Bowl, um, when they had Favre and Desmond Howard in '98, mm-hmm. we were at their divisional round playoff game against the Niners, and it was rainy. It was mud soaked. Howard ran a punt back into the end zone where we were sitting, and they moved on to the NFC Championship. And I was sick from school four and a half out of five days. I thought I had pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, because we were soaked. After that game, but it was one of the most fun atmospheres, and that was—I'm pretty sure that was my first trip to Lambeau, oh, okay. and it was during a Super Bowl run. Yeah, so I that—that that to me was pretty cool. The memory's well worth the pneumonia. Oh, completely. Yeah. I like—I think I tried to give it a go on Wednesday, waited until lunch, like I'm going home, <laughs> and I just said I'm taking the rest of the week. Just told seven. Just, just Sorry about it. No, nope, not happening. Yeah, yep. and I—I I think I got my picture in the yearbook that year because my mom had taken me with the scoreboard in the background. And oh, okay. Had like a Packer decal on my cheek. Of course and, you did. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, boy. But it support it, the team. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Number one for me, June sixteenth, nineteen ninety three. Game four of the NBA Finals, Suns at Bulls. Jordan scored 55. Barkley had a triple-double. Wow. And um, we sat, this was at the old Chicago Stadium, and uh, obviously the Blackhawks played there, so you had the, uh, the court 
you know, inside the ice rink, basically. And where we sat, we were on the baseline, on the floor. We would have basically been on the corner of the hockey rink front row if it would have been a hockey game. So we were probably, I don't know, 40, 50 feet off the floor. But, I mean, for a finals game, seeing Michael Jordan duel Barkley and Jordan drop 55, I mean... One of the Two great, of the best. one of the great finals games yeah. of all time, and uh, that's that's definitely hands down my my that's top awesome. sports moment. Yeah, pretty Man, cool stuff. I would say that's we we accomplished. I kind of make a point of being if I have an opportunity to go to stuff like that. Yeah. I just I'm going. I'm I'll figure everything out. I, I'm gonna go. Well, and I think we if we get to that point, and I know it's not going to be in the cards. Um, or the budget for sure. I mean, with two kids and, you know, Christmas coming up and whatnot. The once-in-a-lifetime possibility of going to a Brewers World Series game at Miller Park, it's kind of one of those things that you have to pull the trigger on. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get myself in line to make that happen if it does. And I'm not, you know, I'm not propping it up too much in the itinerary, but... It's back there just in case. Well, I'll be there. That's for sure. I already got tickets. It's all good. All right. Game one, Friday. Game two, Saturday. And then they move to L.A. And hopefully hopefully they'll be back yeah. in the form of hosting a game at the next round. I really want to have a tough decision next Friday. Next Friday? You want it to go that long? That's game six. Yeah. I'd rather they'd get two. Well, win, I'd love to see him sweet. Win but, two and then not even have to I worry mean, about it. But I'd like, yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. I'd like to see him win the series at home. I think they're just going to win out. They're going to win like 19 straight games to end the year, win the World Series, and we're all going to just buy our T-shirts and hats and love it. George Webb's going to be out free burgers. Oh, God, he's going out of business. That is Intentional Foul for this week. Appreciate you listening. You can subscribe anywhere you can find podcasts available. My name is Josh. I'm Dan. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Go Brew Crew.